So, um, who's going to ask the hard questions today? I don't know, what are the hard questions, Nick? I don't know what the hard questions are, but they might be about Trump. <laughs> oh, God help us. Hey, Bob. Hey. Hi, Bob. Boy, How are you? Sorry, Nick. Oh, no, 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 no. Thanks for coming out. Good to see you. Great to meet you. Yeah, don't worry. It's a bear. I was sitting next to the seat next to me. Yes. Yeah, relax. This is good. This is um, the fact that you made it all is a disappointment. <laughs> we can't now report that we had no guests. Oh, where'd you come from? Uh, I was actually coming from Harvard Square. I was meeting with a uh, really interesting uh, bunch of folks. So you're there, Mark. I am. How unfortunate. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Can so you hear Mark? I, I can't hear Mark. Can you hear Mark? Mark, speak up. I can hear Mark. Okay, <laughs> there we go. All okay, right. hold on. Um, general introductions. Um, who are you again? I'm kidding. Oh, Bob, me. who are you? Yes. Hi, yeah. Bob Allard. I'm you, the... you had the mis... I interrupted you, but you, you did have the misfortune of hearing some of these podcasts. Or did uh, you hear any of them or not? Uh, I did, yeah. You did? Yeah. So you realize it's a complete mess. Oh, yeah. It's and brilliant. you willingly came over here. <laughs> it's <laughs> voluntarily. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay, I, we'll start all over. Did you read them as rights yet, David? <laughs> <laughs> We're not all lawyers here, so it's, yeah, there is that. There is that. <laughs> okay. Hey, Mark, what podcast is it? I think this is 46. Uh, no, seven now, because we didn't we didn't put 46 up yet. That's the MIT one. Ah, oh, oh my uh, gosh. Following We're MIT. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's unfortunate. I feel okay, like... and so we're going to start in the reverse order again for the 15th time, or at least the second. Who yes. are you? Hi, I'm Bob Allard. I'm the uh, co-founder of Extension Engine and a, an entrepreneur and a mentor. Oh, cool. And who are you? I'm Mick Williams, the founder of Extension Engine. Uh, engine. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Wait a second. No. no, no, no. I don't even know what an Extension Engine is. I've Sounds had cool, engine though. trouble before. <laughs> I'm uh, with Boston Harbor Angels. Okay. And who's the guy on the phone? Uh, it's Mark Thurman, and um, I'm also with Extension Engine. And I'm Dave Pausner, and I'm with Extension Engines as well. Excellent. I just like the, I like the words extension and engine. We have a deal here. Uh, we have a deal together. here in when there's when there's a deal on the table. If you're in the room, you're in the deal. So that's the way it works. I like it. To be in the room is the key there. That's the, that's the trick. Is what you're saying. We got introduced to Bob from the infamous pair. Um, yep. Whom only I know. Actually, you didn't meet him, Mick. You you missed out that night. Pear this is an a pair. <laughs> <laughs> no, pair is a VC, and he say, did you listen? To, were you even at the episode we recorded? One called the Storyteller. I can't remember which one oh, that okay. I've attended and which I haven't attended. Yes. I'm I'm you know I'm attention deficit in a lot of other things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, pair of a venture capitalist. How do you pronounce pair's I last did name? I did hear that. Yes. You did it's hear a that. very good one. Highland? Uh, Highland pair, pair, P-E-R. Like Norwegian. He's going to kill us. Yeah, he will. He I will just never refer another person. He's terrific. But the famous VC named pair, P-E-R, I think. P-E-R. Yeah. yeah. Look him up under pair famous VC and you will find him. Yeah, it oh. should be it should be uh, yeah very clever and otherwise <laughs> he's great he's extraordinarily he's great uh, but he referred bright. you so so without without further ado why did he refer you you know Pear is one of those guys that when you talk to him 
your brain, if you're paying attention, yes. which is you know, half the time well, for me, Mick would not get there. which. Well, this it, he he is provocative. He challenges every assumption you have about what you think is important, and he has a framework that he's come up with. Uh, you know, m- multiple frameworks, but you know, he'll have one that's recent that that will basically make you have to reassess your entire business strategy. It's a he's Always. a bright guy. He's a funny guy. Very uh, he's humbling because okay. he's, he's that bright. You can. Stop sucking up. That's no, fine. I mean, now we're, we don't have to apologize anymore. You're not going to listen. <laughs> Nobody listens to exactly. this damn thing anyway. Okay, so what do you do, though? So uh, I founded a company about 20 years ago cool. uh, called Extension Engine. We are a, uh, a services firm, and we focus... Uh, currently, we're focusing almost exclusively on building next-generation technologies to help uh, uh, adult education. So working with um, higher-ed institutions like Harvard Business School, uh, Notre Dame, um, some other, you know, University of Pennsylvania, a bunch of names yeah, and a bunch names. of names you haven't heard. Uh, and then nonprofits. Uh, like Nick's School of Business. Exactly. Uh, Europe is a, is a client. Uh, we've got a bunch of nonprofits. Uh, Youth Entrepreneurs, which is a, a group out of Wichita to teach uh, teach teachers how to teach entrepreneurship. Okay, so what are you different than the great courses or the learning company? Oh, totally things? different. Well, so many, many, uh, so the evolution of, of, of oh, shit, digital. I, wait, wait, wait. I have to turn the recorder on. You're kidding. Yeah, I am. Okay. That was funny, though. It was okay. good. <laughs> we haven't used that one for at least one episode. Right. You do this every, is this the shtick? Yeah, this is part it. of the shtick. We, we repeat well, the shtick over and over again. That is how it works. We have no, no originality. The, the fact of it is there has been a excellent one that we that got through, missed. and it was really hot, and there was no... Just one, though. Just one. That's good. Yeah, there was yeah. one. I appreciate but it was it. a great... It was our best one, and Mark wasn't there, which made it that much better. Yeah, we were out of town somewhere. We were... In, yeah, we were all the way over in uh, Boylston Street. Remember that? We had an out-of-town guest. Oh, that was it. Out-of-town okay, guest. Okay, we interrupted. Right. Mark, are yeah. you still with us, or have you hung up? I went to sleep. Okay, Mark, you, you're the most patient guy I've ever seen. I, and now I know why you don't drive into these things. This is brilliant. <laughs> I walked over today in the rain. I, I have a battery-operated car, so I can't say that I didn't drive in. <laughs> okay. Very good. So, uh, Keep going. Anyways, the business is, uh, we're, we're doing well. We're working. How we differentiate yeah. is that we are... Um, extraordinarily interested in helping innovate in the learning business. So in the learning world, um, a lot of what's going on is content. Uh, And content is not really learning. I mean, consuming content is a way of learning. It's a type of learning, but it's not the full, it's, that's not how you become a lawyer. You don't just memorize law books and become a lawyer. That's what David that may did. be how you guys. That made, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh darn. Okay. So the best lawyers that okay. you know probably are the ones that have done the most interesting hard cases and have a, a curiosity and a, a means of engaging with the content that's uh, both probably original and highly uh, organized in the way they think. It's it's not about memorization. Mark that's is the true. best lawyer I know because he learned through practice in his divorces. There you go. That'll do it. Oh. Wow. There's well, there's there's really only three ways to learn. <laughs> Okay. You learn through books, okay, or you learn through lectures, and sometimes you just gotta piss on the electric fence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this so one goes uh, explicit. <laughs> so we are very much in the uh, in the third category, in many ways, uh, where, where the co- really? the concept oh. of you consume something, yeah, well, you know, and, and whether it's watch a video, read a, read a, uh, a book or something, and then you're engaging with the content in a an action-based way. You, you do a project, you collaborate. So for an example, we have a great program that we did with Harvard Business School on negotiation. Yep. So we built a digital learning pl- platform course uh, around how, uh, learning the basics of negotiation. 
So you learn the theory, and then you participate initially with, with a robot. You know, you're, you're just negotiating. You have a basic set of, of, of ideas, and you're negotiating to I don't know, buy a car or something with, with, a, you know, with a system. And then you immediately become basically, you know, you become a, 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 you know, a 101 level negotiator. The next step is you negotiate with a, with a person. Digital online through a video chat or something, and then you do a you know final your final one is a you know, multi-party stuff. So you're you're advancing through this the, the theory of negotiation, but you're also doing it in a practical way and applying the theory, and recording it, watching yourself. Okay, how do we know that it works? Well, how do you know you've learned something? I mean, the tests are useful, but really it's it's through we we assess all the way through the process. So you know, all learning is really. You know, longitudinally, you only know you, it's, it works if you, you're able to apply it going forward. But this is about failure. So, oh, hold on, no, no, I did have a oh, question before you go. That's there. a very good. We'll question. get there. We'll oh, get there. But no, I know. I how does that. Uh, the lower level? How does it compare to like the what is it? The Rudolf Steiner schools and the um, what are the learning based schools for kids? Ru I want to think of Rudolf Steiner's oh one, and the other has oh, um, uh, the, starts with an M. Montessori. Yeah, Montessori. Yeah. So Mark, it's very much, I you. think, you know, pedagogically, we're very much focused on the idea of, like, failure is a great way to think about this, but doing, pre learning by doing, which is ultimately learning by failing and then failing and then learning. That's a learning, good point. Yeah. Right? So yeah. as opposed to not doing, memorizing, which isn't really doing, and then regurgitating, which is kind of doing, but it's not, it's, it's fairly low, low quality learning. Right? If, I could, if I could recite you something, I mean, there's a certain amount of intelligence involved in that, but then you ask me, what does it mean? And if I can't recite it in my own words, then I really don't know anything. You're a philosopher. I mean, you have a philosophy degree. I do. Okay. I do, yeah. So is, um, on the, on, before we get into the failure that your business has gone through, sure. is, is what you had an interesting point, because we're always trying to explore what failure means, and yes. you're saying that learning by doing is really learning by failing. I think it's learning by experimenting, and most you know, what uh, what Ed Edison said was that he figured out nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine ways not to do a, make a light bulb, right? I mean that was you know he discovered the light bulb. He didn't really discover the light bulb. He he, he figured out how yeah, to factory. manufacture. He yeah. created that's right. He, he man figured out how to industrialize the manufacture of light bulbs, but really he figured out how not to make a light bulb. So why can't you learn by just succeeding? What, let's say one. Let's say you learn. So skiing is a classic. Yes. Skiing is a classic where you learn. If you're not falling, you're not learning how to ski. Yes. Is that truly true? Is that actually true? Well, the, you know, I I'm sure that there are people because I know them. I know many people who are naturals at yeah. things. Yeah. Natural musicians. Right. I've done. Yeah, yeah. Done a lot, a lot of music of, in yeah. my life. Yeah. Um, the um, and they're just gifted. They yeah. just know how to do it. They're better at all of us. Yeah, better than all of it's us. It's not athletes. fair, is it? That's it's not like fair, cheating. and it's not in the it, sense. They're athlete athletes that just everybody gets a trophy. Come well, on, wait a minute. Well, no, these, <laughs> these guys don't even get trophies. They just win. I they think just, Elizabeth Warren has something. On, Elizabeth Warren has a policy on that. All right, right. good. So, and oh, I, I, you know, we're not doing politics. We're not doing politics. <laughs> okay. uh, but if you think about uh, like you know, the, the athlete, I play a little golf. There are people that can play golf that are just better. Yeah, they're, they're natural. So do they not fail? Coordination. Well, they, they would say they fail because they didn't shoot a 59 or something, but their, their, their game is a very different game than our game. So and, what about the ad campaign that's all about doers? Actually, there's two of them. Not yeah. as in uh, the, the whiskey. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the... Um, doers do or something. Yeah. Doers do. It's um it's an oil. It's an oil company, isn't yes. it? Yes. Uh, I, I, is it uh, ExxonMobil? Yeah, ExxonMobil. And, and then there's the Starbucks takeoff on it. Um, yes. We, we teach doers who really do something or something. What other version is? Yeah. So are doer, doers really failures? With your philosophy degree? I think yes. I think, I mean, again, when I think about, for example, entrepreneurship, right, yeah. it's really, uh, the, the metaphor that comes to my mind 
immediately is biotech. Not, not biotech as an industry with entrepreneurs, but actually as a, as a model for oh. how entrepreneurship oh. works. How so? Because it's, it's really that you're running an experiment and it's a clinical trial. And the trial is that your, your drug, the metaphor is that your product idea is a drug. Yes. And the patient is the market. Yep. And phase one is does the, does the product kill the patient or not? Right. In other words, is it is this just terrible? Does nobody yeah. care? And then you just <laughs> is it safe? Right. Is it safe? Well, okay. safe and or right. Exactly. Yeah, right. And does anyone sue you? I mean, there's lots yeah. of things. You can go yeah. Wrong. yeah. Phase, so you get through that phase. Now, phase two, you get a small you do human trials and you go live yeah. on a group of folks. Yeah. And it's a small test, yeah. you know, thing, your friends and family and that kind of. Yeah. Thing. And then you figure out <laughs> new round of investment. They, they like it and they tell yeah. their friends and it becomes this little successful thing. Yes. And nobody dies and everyone starts to feel a little better about themselves. They like the product. And now you raise venture capital and you go scale it. They go to phase three. We like preclinical. Yep, that's, yep, right, yep. that's right. That's right. Preclinical. This is now right. Now we're in the now we're in the trials, and now you're bigger. And you're again. You're all you're doing is running experiments. And you're finding out what works, what doesn't work. Mostly what doesn't work, because what works, nobody tells you what. No, works. no, no, no. But during the trials, you're not. By the time you're on the trials, you are pretty much fixed into. I hope you're fixed into a formulation. You have market. You've chosen your market. You have built your product, and now you're trying to figure out: Does this work? Oh, I think I, yeah. think I think it is a good analogy. Oh, really? The dosage is important, I and mean, that's going to get to that in the third phase. Yes, uh, phase three. Okay, right, and that's uh, but, price. There but, are other uh, things. Dosage you can use again. You can come up with metaphors that align roughly, but right. again, it's not a perfect metaphor. Yeah, but yeah, as okay. a as a means of thinking about the world as an experiment, right, which is really mostly about failure. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, most drugs fail. Most companies yeah. fail. Yes. Most, why? We have, just quickly. Why, yeah. why? Why do most companies fail? Most companies fail because most people don't run really good experiments. Most people aren't extremely good at picking the first product in the first market initially, because they don't know enough about either. Right. And mm. because the, the easy ones have been done. Right. They're trying to do yeah. something new and novel and innovative that is advancing the state of the market. Right. Uh, right. So Agreed. Which is by mm. by nature hard. Right. This is not a simple problem to solve. It's simple. If it's simple, it's, it's not, not even a science. Done. It's an art. Uh, no, it's not necessarily it's, even an art. It's both. It's luck. It's it's science and luck and art. I would say timing is probably. I, I met with a guy a number of years ago, a guy named Bill Wittenberg, brilliant guy. He started a couple of companies around town here, and he's been successful multiple times. Art Technology Group is one. Is he related to Pear? He's not related to Pear. Okay, but okay. They, they could be Yet. they could be distant cousins because they're both really bright. Um, they could, same gene pool. Pear, uh, Pear, make sure you send more guests, please. Exactly, exactly. great guy. So he, he seemed reasonably fixated on Pear. I just want to indicate he's, that he's 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 worth fixating on. He's very bright. So in any case, the um, so this guy bright. Bill, I asked Bill. So you know, three Bird. successes. Yep. What what's you know one maybe you're lucky two eh, smart but three you know something. Right? What are you doing right? Tell me, what, what is your secret? Yeah. And he said 18 months is his secret. Being 18 months early relative oh. to the market. Not five years and obviously not you know, five weeks. Five weeks, you don't have enough time to, to build the product and test it and get it out in the market. You, can, you don't have first mover advantage. Right. Five years, man, you're, you're, you're waiting for the market to be ready. Oh. Ah, so 18 months yeah. before the market is ah. ready to go, it's prime. So how do you respond then to Mark? Mark, who was the our guest and now, uh, unfortunately, has become a co-host through, I guess, default because everyone else quit. Wow. Um, I'm sorry, Mark. Um, but Mark was wow. podcast number one, and he claims the failure was result a failure of his um, his investors to pony back up. Now there was a small problem of 9/11. Um, oh, well, that's timing. Okay. Oh, but that doesn't. How does that play into your 18 month thing? 
well, 18 months is a timing thing. So it presumes the market's ready, but the market is not just people. It's the whole shoot and match. I think this guy's killed our whole podcast now. Yeah, nobody will ever have to listen again because yeah, you know, they know the secrets. Yeah. Shoot. Sorry. If you got well. the secret, what the hell? Yeah. Well, and again, that's, 18 months is not a simple answer, right? Now you've got to actually know a lot to be able to make that judgment no, no. call. Well, no, right? you're right, right, right. Uh, how much of that's luck, though? Because that's the point. I mean, I think you know he, he's been able to do, do it well enough in a couple of different places where I think he had some competitive advantage. He had some inside knowledge. He had some clarity of, you know, of, you know and, and there were a lot of, there's a lot of room to run, frankly. Luck. I think there are, and luck, right. There, and there is still luck involved. But, you know, when, you, when you're good at stuff, you get better yeah. at every, you get better there's at certain, it. So, I, I do a, a talk to different colleges and universities about, that drinking entrepreneurs <laughs> <laughs> entrepreneurs are born not made yeah. and uh, there's just certain people who have this gift and uh, there you, you you can't like just singers, create them like golf now, there's yeah. there's yeah. lots yeah. of there's lots of successful companies but it's usually a collaboration mm-hmm. there's very few people who on their own can drive something and make it happen how about on the real estate side because you were on real estate how much of is timing important there or much less so Oh, timing is absolutely critical in the difference between life and death. Yeah, buy low, sell high. Because if you, because when you, <laughs> or the other way around, if you start, up, you know, say you start to build an apartment house across the street here, it takes you three years to get the entitlements, and then mm-hmm. another six months to do that, and who knows what kind of cycles you're hitting into. So, uh, I, I did a speech once in South Africa on counter-cyclical construction. Did they wake up? And Have they I woken said, up since? No, and I said. <laughs> I said, I said, it's a great concept. You build in the trough, and then you accelerate through the growth period. But I said, nobody's ever been able to do it on purpose because you don't can't uh, get any money down the trough. Nobody uh, wants to loan any money. Right. No investors are willing to invest. So it's a great concept, but I've never seen anybody do it on purpose. I was just hearing about, uh, uh, in, in the real estate world, uh, in Tampa, is booming right now. Crazily booming. Huh. And there's a, a billion-dollar development going on downtown. It's like a, a strangulation of traffic. It's, it's just they're crazed. rebuilding everything, oh, and it just is oh, a amazing. gridlock but everywhere. I, I, from what I understand, it's uh, it's it's deep. Mind. I think it's the Gates folks that are building this oh. billion dollar. It's a five year thing. Yep. He doesn't care about the cycle. He's got twenty year cycles in right. his mind. Right. He's right. not trying to beat a five year window and, right. and time it properly. He's like, look, I know Tampa's a real city. If I put a billion dollars in downtown Tampa, that's a good bet. Okay. That's you know that's, that's a that's a, 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 a long term. Well, bet it's that's also self fulfilling. Okay. Right. When you have yeah. that much money, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark, exactly. have you fallen asleep yet? No, I'm. I'm listening. Well, uh, hold carefully. on. We we need you to weigh in. So, can you address? The, have you uh, lost any weight, by the way, Mark? Yeah, we need you to weigh in. Right. Right. No, right. I, I, I'm, I'm. I'm still worrying about the initial dose of gin I'm going to apply tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mark, how does the timing comment? How do you address that with respect to your investors in the infamous podcast number one of this? Fine podcast series. Well, uh, um, as, as, as kind of previously discussed, you know, my I had a small nauseam. group of investors, uh, and when the financial downturn, so it was pre nine eleven, but when the financial downturn of that time period of uh, sixteen years ago occurred, whatever that year was, my lead investor, because we were, you know, we're about ready to do our next tranche had lost, you know, money for the first time in their in their then 50-year history. It's a Japanese company and they, you know, had their first and only layoff of of their company's, you know, uh, life. Uh and the, kind of simultaneous with that, my lead investor, which was an individual, uh had a lot of money in a place called Goldman Sachs. So, he kind of got that call 
around the same time. So the financial downturn was was really uh, very bad for me because I, I had all of my eggs in only a couple of little baskets. Since I was, you know, it was like a little, you know, 4.6, 4.5 million dollar initial round, and we needed probably a similar amount. All of the companies, had there not been a downturn, downturn, were capable and and expressed willingness to continue on to take us to commercialization. But you know, uh, when Goldman Sachs, are we, are we went, replaying the like whole? I couldn't write his check. I know this number one like, podcast I, I number one it. again. I, know. I thought I wanted to do a time. Machine. It's therapy. It's therapy. He needs, he needs it. It's okay, Mark. Keep going. Yeah, Mark, Luck, we'll be charging you. Luckily, Bob's a philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, you know, it, this speaks to the question of timing again, right? It, there's no reason that ju- that shouldn't have been successful, except that there was one reason. When that, was, say, that was a black swan event, right? When we say that luck is a, 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 at least I say it, but when we say that luck is a major factor, how much of it is luck on timing? I think that the timing is the luck. Oh. You can make, you can basically address everything else with effort. Right? Okay. If you know how to pick smart people, if you understand technology, if you understand the market, you understand customers, huh. you understand product development. I mean, you can understand a lot of things, but right. product launch is something that, you know, when do you launch and, and how much, you know, how much time do you have? What's that window? That window is, it's, you may not, it may be open now, it may be closed tomorrow. So let's talk about the mythical, that's fine. The, actually, Sorry. the phones, the phones are good, actually. Oh, good. Mark right. hates them, which is Excellent. why we love them. Um, <laughs> is you so, talking about not pounding the table, though? Did you oh, say? I know. You, you got to pound the table some. Oh. Pound, 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 pound. Does that um, sound good? When thing? we talk about the mythical pair, um, how much, he doesn't seem to talk about timing much, or does he? He, t- his thing is, uh, talks about the, um, it was Wittenberg was the guy who had the yeah. 18 month. Oh, Pear right. oh, has but, a but Pear thesis. picked up on that because they're vaguely right. related. What's, it's true. What's Pear's thesis, though? It's this idea um, of the, um, oh gosh, no. I don't know. know. I think his, his thesis is extremely success clever. wins. Well, that's true. But he has a, uh, <laughs> and failure is a bad thing. Product, product market fit, but yeah, he calls oh, it something, something yeah. else. Yeah. It's, it has a, he has a, little, a twist on that. More guests, Pear. We need more guests. Yes, exactly. It's great. But um, no, it's this this failure thing is definitely, you know, part of the challenge of being an entrepreneur is, and when I mentor entrepreneurs, yeah. I'm basically the chief encouragement officer. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yes. that's, and I, I've had quite a bit of success helping. Even when they're going off the cliff? Well, <laughs> encourage, them, encourage them to know that they're not going to die when they, when they hit the ground, right? So that's, no, that's you know. That, hey, no matter, you never told us about your company. We, we sort of got lost because Mick was interrupting you. With some I interrupt me- the interruptions. Meaningless questions. <laughs> I'm fairly sure I tried Mark to. Mark would have tried. <laughs> okay, go back to your company. So, uh, so in any case, we've got, uh, you know, a little over 100 people working on this. Uh, that's a lot. On this learning company. It's a lot of software engineers. Uh, we have a, we have a strategy team. So our, our original thesis is that there is a uh, an innovation necessary to be uh, to be done in the world of, of education, of digital education, right? Yeah. That innovation is a process. Yeah. It's not a product. It's not a platform. It's not a. It's not going to be one winner take all. Right. right? This is going to be. There are going to be a are thousands you with of. Gene Hammond and Learn Launch. I know Gene. Yes, yeah. she's wonderful. She's one of those. She's really real, the, real investors, like yeah. the kind of investor you need to. She, both because she understands the market, she understands the problems, and she's in and it. she had a big she's hit with Zipcar. Yeah, she did. <laughs> well, and she's so trying to make a difference. She's doing really working hard at it. It's with fabulous. A, with 100 employees, are you too big to fail? We are small. I mean, it's oh, a, it, think about a the world we're in. There are, you know, it's a $200 billion digital learning economy globally. Yep. And I think it's going to $2 trillion. So, so get back to so yeah, we keep we're not anywhere you. yeah we're not we're, anywhere near so get back okay too so big. there's okay there's room to go so get back to the company so you've got this experiential is that the word 
experiential that uh so pronounce the word that i can't mark can you can you experiential is a experiential. word experiential yeah we, go. we do focus pedagogically that's one Ooh, of our key that's another word i can't yeah that's get. that's the philosophy major in me yeah, yeah so the idea of learning knowing how to learn how people learn uh is still mostly philosophy we haven't really gotten into the brain science we get down to brass tacks we heard about we heard about um we heard about harvard's yes. negotiation project which yes. seems like it lends itself to digital media um, teaching it does. But how about with kids who would otherwise play with Tinker Toys? Well, yeah. In real negotiations, there's stuff coming out of left field that you couldn't anticipate. You couldn't oh, even figure out. Like so what we're trying Donald to do really Trump. is build foundational toolkit in that situation, right? We're trying to give you the the basics of, of understanding what the what the scope can be. So you're not becoming an expert by taking the 101 course, but you are learning the basics and getting a, and getting your hands wet and really starting to use the muscle. Would they be good the enough trip. to negotiate against the North Koreans or Donald Trump when they're done with the first course? Oh, there you go again. See, <laughs> see what he did there? I got it. I, I worked know, that in. Was that subtle? They would. They'll be able to ask interesting questions, I think, and that's part of the learning challenge, okay. right? Is you know, can you learn the, the the frameworks, right? So you know, the thing that we're hoping to be able to do, and again, I think we're in mile three of a marathon in this digital digitization oh, wow. okay. of learning i mean eventually we're going to get to personalization right that's the goal wow. What's right that? personalization is where everyone gets their own oh. course roadmap their own lifelong learning plan that's digitally enabled right yeah. and it's and you have the ability then to plug into your little digital uh, you know alexa whatever it is some technology and it tells you today you're going to learn this but how do you i guess you don't need to pitch this but when you pitch this how do you bring it down to sort of basics as opposed so, to higher level concepts. A couple of big client pools that we talk to. So universities and colleges that are struggling to figure out how to change themselves, how to become relevant in this next digital age. They don't have a lot of the tools necessary to really make it happen. They don't have a technology team. They don't have a governance model. They do you don't provide have tools strategy. or the actual courses? We do neither. Actually, oh. we actually provide people. We sell hours. Oh, so we're a, we're a consultancy. Oh, really? So we focus on helping to make the university, the college or the university, uh, aware of their limitations. We help them do a gap analysis. We help yeah. them come up with a strategy that will help them differentiate in the marketplace, in a very crowded marketplace, where they can go in, and we work with like a small college like Moravian College, which is in the Lehigh Valley. And they're looking for you know differentiated uh, offerings that'll help them you know uh, get more revenue in, in academia. Yes, mm. I believe. Yes, just like anything else. Yes, there are certain people that are gifted teachers. Mm. Yes, true. And so, a long time ago, I thought of the concept of getting the most the guy you can't class you can't get into at Yale or Harvard yeah. or whatever. Yeah, put him online on a you know on a recording block or yes. whatever, and record him and. The learning company has done that. Or Brilliant. To, to I totally agree. Great, it's wonderful. Great courses. Yes. And they have the best of the best teaching, ah. you know, numb people like us. Yeah, numb skulls. Teaching, yeah. you know, Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. Teaching, yeah, yeah. like, the history yeah, yeah. of Rome. Right. Yeah. Right. right. You can, there's amazing, no, and that's, and that's amazing content. But that's not experiential. That isn't. So, but, you need, what you need to do is you need to... But pump. you can get video, you can get audio, so you, you can, can you get can whatever, partner. But, what you need to do then is take that content and content is like probably King. i think it's fifth no in in learning it's about 15 or 20 percent i like that i was, I was tricky content, content is King. King for the content companies yeah right if you want to be netflix you have to have your own content yeah okay so in that sense you know if you're why did yeah. why did uh was it um Wish Disney, thought of Disney that. just yeah. just left, yep. and they're going to be building their own oh, platform yep. to build because they have the content. So if it, if they're content monetizing, isn't, if content is only fifty percent, what's the other? Fifteen percent. Fifteen. Oh my god. 
The, the, the rest is gin. The other, the other percentage is gin. Gin. <laughs> That's I think right. Mark, Mark's got a fixation not on pear, yeah, but on gin. He's got a very consistent well, it, it, though. He's, it, it, I like the way he's. This podcast is making me drink. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say pedagogy, I would, take a drink. I would not recommend the fifteen percent vermouth in your martini. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. So the, the opportunity is that we, as a as a species, need to evolve faster. Yeah. Right. I, that's why we why we go to school is to learn from others mistakes. Right? Yep. You read books so you don't have to make the same mistakes they made, ideally. I mean, in certain scenarios. Right. You still have to learn. You have to grow as a child. You have to learn how to walk, which means you got to learn how to fall. OK, Bob, I've right. got the question. This go is the question oh, 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 that oh, I'm always I'm excited. planning on this. I'm very yeah. you've been I'm always this? curious about this. Yeah. <laughs> why have we not moved further along from Plato and Cicero and from the Greeks who were you know, a long time ago? And yet we still haven't, and we still right haven't moved Lincoln. beyond that. We're still reading their books, and listening to the dialogues. Oh, and well, so, why, would you why wouldn't that? we do to the next one? What's the next level going to be like? Wow! And I mean, when will we get there? You could have, could you send me, you could have sent me that a little bit before I got here. That's yeah, like yeah. A, that's a that's a heavy lift. But isn't that what you're all about? Well, because as, I, as, I as a philosophy makes, major, yeah. I would have liked to have spent a little more time thinking about that before I came in and just. But was that his question? It. I thought the point. It's of a great question. question. Is, is that the, was the a teaching question. So the right answer to that is that the the dialectic, the the, the, the way that the, ah. the, the, the the that Plato and and Aristotle, you know, communicated learning to each other through storytelling and through through dialogue, mm. is ultimately a core element of what we're trying to get back to. That, that, es that essential learning process of how do you wire the brain? How do you get the brain to form itself around right minds, right, right, right. thinking, and right. not just fall into the trap of you know, doing what, what the market tells you to do, for an example. Right. How do I get my kids to a to pick up their socks, which is hard? That's enough, a tough one. Or to hang close, up the towel, close the closet door, close the closet door, right. and then how do I get them to think intelligently and, and discuss intelligently right. and act appropriately, whatever that means in in, in yeah. a context, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It takes you know it takes modeling, right? Which yeah. is when you that's content consumption. Yeah. They watch me. I'm the content. I'm the yeah. model, and yeah. then they have to go out and do it. Like, how do you shake hands? How do you look them in the eye? You shake it. How, how tight is too tight? What's a good handshake? We practice. Right. And then they go out in the world and they actually are pretty good at it at this point. Right. You know, they're 12 and 13 years old. So they're, they're getting there, you know? It's, okay, wait a minute. The hardest so, things to learn in life. So I'm sorry. So is to, don't interrupt my interruption. Look, I just want to don't say Don't interrupt my interruption. <laughs> I, just, I just want to say one thing. This sounds like a Woody Allen movie right now. I thought it sounded like dinner with Andre. <laughs> well, it could. He be didn't that, say pedophile. He said pedagogic. <laughs> exactly, pedagogy. Wait, that's terrific. That's half political. <laughs> I heard the word dialectic and didactic well, I, is probably coming. And did I? I didn't say that. I there's don't, there's really, three there's three things in life. I try life. to use small words. I'll use smaller words if you like. I mean, eighth grade English is probably the appropriate he's, level. He's on his third bottle of gin. So. Exactly. No, I appreciate the comment. It's it's a fair point. We're, we're, he asked me about Plato. That's that was his fault. That was that was that was <laughs> so an unfair question. He said his fault and pointed at Dave. I exactly. like that. Exactly. Uh, as I understood Mick's question, I understood very little of it. His question is why have we not evolved beyond the teaching styles they had? Yeah. You then launched into I a did. discussion of. At least as I understood, it, you launched into a discussion of not teaching content, but teaching how to think. Yes. Um, is that correct? I think that's And actually, the, so they'll finish my point. We barely know how the brain works. So until we understand how the brain actually works and how much neuroplasticity there is, how much brain, how much the brain can change and how much we are in control of how much it can change then we're still stuck in the old models of trying to teach each other by talking to each other and you know practice writing back and you know, explaining things to each other and 
and and then ultimately just doing stuff. Podcasts are a great way to learn. You know, when I, think of, when I think of Mark, I think of flatlining. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us where the company is at. So we're uh, we're actually don't right end at, with a preposition. I, was you? Say that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> where it be? Come on, guys. <laughs> like, we're we're at a very exciting inflection point. I think we're getting to the point where we're getting a lot of inbound calls yeah. now. Oh, and we're 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 working on a number of interesting projects. We have a an opportunity right now where we're building what we what we think of could be very helpful to the small, medium sized you know college university that are considering digital learning as an option for them to build more revenue opportunities and advance their And their, this is not necessarily online, it could be digital in person. It's mostly, it, it's typically both you know, blended yeah. and, and online. Yeah. I mean, it depends, so it always depends. Yeah. Um, but we like to think of the learning process and then digital as, as enabling the learning, not, in, not just In not my just strategizing online. the learning company or the yeah, you great love courses. The learning company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you do, them, you do them with a live broadcast and that there'd be you know 100,000 people listening to yeah. this great lecture and uh, there would be you know thousands of people asking questions but they'd all fall into 10, 10 yeah, basic pockets, questions yeah. yeah so you could synthesize all the questions into the most demanding 10 right, or whatever right, it is right, right, right. and don't try to steal this 10. idea don't try to steal this idea <laughs> so anyway and then that would be idea. and that would be <laughs> then like you said everybody would feel happy oh he answered my question i must can we call it mixed learning company <laughs> so anyway. you're, you're 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 an entrepreneur that's a that's a very it's an entrepreneurial idea well so how would you fix using the techniques because i still don't quite understand what you're it. doing other than your other than you're pitching um, what sounds like motherhood and apple pie to educators, which is it was just great because if they buy it, it's good. Yes. Brass tacks. How would you fix this podcast? This podcast? Other than just blowing it up. Well, uh, let's say know, this. We were so temp- yeah. there's two issues about podcasts. One is, are they informative? And one are they, and the second one is, are they entertaining? Well, we're, we're a and little And I think of you're either. definitely neither, but <laughs> you have the possibility to be both. Okay. Right? So and how do you fix it? Be practical. What would, you, what would your consulting crew of 100 tell us other than I would, blow uh, I'd get better guests, first of all. That's problem number oh, one you yeah. have to solve yeah, for. Yeah, especially the, and the then, ones on pedagogy exactly <laughs> now, yeah, these guests this this current guest is a real is a, is a dog and this the second thing i would do is probably you'll try to be a little more structured a little more organized oh, but but not much because you don't want to structure you can structure the fun out of anything yeah and you guys are having fun which is very that is enter- my favorite yeah. thing i go to a con- i go to a lot of concerts i used to and i can go to as many because i have kids but when i go to a concert it almost invariably is a great concert if the band is having a ball that's true and if that they're if they're not having fun if they look like they're working yeah no, it's not fun. I mean, if, if I love the music, I might enjoy the concert. Yeah, it'd be like coming to watch me work. It, it looks like the guy's working. He's it, sweating. Exactly. They, they call it playing music for a reason. And you guys are clearly playing, and it's fun. I'm still, you know, you've got multimedia. Those things are available to everybody. Sure. So you can have a lecture. Yes. You can have some kind of video. Yes. You can have some kind of uh, storyboards or yes. whatever. What else is there? That's, that's content. Displaying content. Yeah, right. So... What you really need to do is sit around and have a conversation with smart people and work on a project together that that advances a concept or an idea so that you're learning by doing and learning by participating. So how do we work today? We work in collaboration because everyone has specialization, specialized knowledge. We divide and conquer on projects and we take on big, complicated ideas. So we can't just sit down, memorize a bunch of stuff and do it. That's not a high paying job right now. That's a very low paying job and mostly AI is gonna replace all of those jobs in the next 10 years. So you have to be able to be a human being. So we have to teach people how to be their best capability as a human being, their highest 
you know, reach their, how to reach their highest capacity. You mean as everyone has to be a Captain Kirk. Everyone has to be, you know, an entrepreneur. You like that, Mark? Be an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. You have to think creatively. You have to be empathetic. So I think of the two great skills that we need as software engineers on our software engineering team, and it's, it's humility and empathy. You have to recognize that you don't know everything, so you have to be willing to ask questions and say, I don't know, which is hard for people, especially smart people. And you have to have enough empathy to realize that you're, that the other person is who you're serving. You're not right. writing the software for yourself. You're writing right. it for that person's customer often. The person you're talking to is customer. So it's pretty far down the road before you actually know what this person's challenges are. So you have to be very sensitive to the fact that you don't know. By the way, why are brass tacks? Why when we talk about getting down to brass tacks, we mean making something concrete. Does anyone know that? What are that what is the hell of brass tacks? See, this is why this is this is that was entertaining. See that you, this is good stuff. <laughs> well, let's get down to brass tacks. So yes, you, you have one project you had, the company had was taking Harvard's uh, otherwise famous, because I read about it on the airplane all the time, yeah. or I used to, their negotiation course and, and putting it online or helping them digitize yeah. it. Yeah. So that's a, and from a big picture perspective, say not 64,000 feet, but say 16,000 feet, yeah. what would one see that's different in that Harvard course now versus after, now that you guys have done your stuff, versus what I would have seen 10 or 15 years ago? So I have, have to make this up because I didn't take the, well, I, I took the program of negotiation back yeah. in the 90s, so I do know that program. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I do, the digital version is just, it's, it's, it's more condensed. Yeah. It's, you can take it whenever you want, however yeah. you want. You know, again, it's, it's, it's self-paced. So the chat self-paced. isn't a live chat. There are live things and, and asynchronous, synchronous and asynchronous. So all the, the tools that we apply allow you to do things cheaper, faster, like that's the cool thing about you know digitizing something is they become democratizable. They're cheap. Yeah. They can, they're basically free, right? Yeah. It's the cost of storage and delivery, right? Mm-hmm. But but better is tricky. So the uh, better, cheaper, faster. Better is where we can do things like record someone's activity and then allow them to see it, play it back, and you can now critique each other. Oh, and, and is this all auto, semi-automated or Correct. automated? It's all it's their features. Okay, features of the of the of platform, the, of the class, right? Of oh, that and class. so by okay. Use, so, what classes do you have? We got the well, negotiation. We built the master's degree in data science for Notre Dame. No, so a full really? master's program. Yeah, there are nineteen professors. It was a little bit of herding cats, but really successfully well, well designed. Okay, well, how much do I have to pay for that? Uh, that's fifty thousand dollars, I think, for the full two year program, all in. And um, it's a little. There's some. Do I get a sheepskin or something to finish? I mean, you're a you're a master's degree from Notre Dame. Mark, did you take that one? Did you finish that one yet, or is that are you doing that next? I, I I've been working slowly through it because I uh, I uh, have a, di- a dialectical approach to it. <laughs> That's very intelligent of you. I, I love how you threw that word in there. That's excellent, Mark. And, and he's trying to work you into this conversation, Mark. It's hard. I, yeah. I, I am covered in sticky notes with words I want to try and use in the sentence right now. <laughs> Paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a good. That was good, Bart. Brilliant, you can brilliant. go to sleep again. We're 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 working with. Uh, so yeah, Notre Dame. A group called Youth Entrepreneurs, which is a oh. a program to teach teachers all initially teach teachers how to teach entrepreneurship to high school kids. Oh, there should be a law against that. It's a fantastic idea. Uh, teaching essentially Wait, the entrepreneurial this a, mindset. Build. This reminds me of Build. How does this relate to the Build? It's very much like Build. Ah. So there's Build. There's Nifty. There's. I was in one downtown with my my kids called Youth Cities, which ah. is a Boston-based one. Yep. Um, but there are many of these very kind of. They're all relatively new because this idea of teaching kids how to be entrepreneurs is kind of yeah. a new concept. Do you it's think it works? You know, junior achievement's been around for a long oh, time. A long That's time. true. And that but it was taking. A business mindset. I, we're very involved in Build. It's one of the sponsors of Boston. 
sponsored, not we're angels. Yeah, we we're love angels. their sponsors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that they they're I taking they're not taking yeah, the the hidden gems. They're taking the really the low of the low, and the, the kids they say hey, these this was not going to graduate, and taking those kids and building them. Hundred percent at risk. And That's so, very similar yeah. to the YU. Yeah. So okay. the idea is that there's a uh, a mindset. There's a, a way of, of of training your brain to think about risk, about problem solving, about uh, creativity, generally speaking, about collaboration, about communication, and about organizing you know organizing your mind around using entrepreneurship as a as a way of thinking about solving problems. So this has bothered me for some time. Since there in the last 15 to 20 years, there's been a focus on entrepreneurship at the mm. college level. Mm. And it seems to me that it has drawn away from the focus on, I'll call it basic science and basic logic and basic thinking. Yeah. Because I think that Plato and his, his good buddies. His ilk. Yeah. Would not have been as thrilled with the entrepreneurship side as they would have been with the basic sort of science of logic for which I'm sure there's so a, I, I Greek do a term. lot of I do a lot of volunteering and one of the things that I do, I'm on the um, I'm a distinguished something or other for the uh, Catholic school uh, Catholic University of, of America well, wait a minute it's very important Mark is on the board of the MIT Enterprise Forum did you know that oh does well, that impress you Mark that does impress me are you awake yeah no I just was yeah no <laughs> trying to find a sticky note with the right word on that oh that's wonderful this. I've got a lot of friends in that group that's a wonderful that's you a know if you group. if you drink your martinis neat you don't hear that tinkling of ice cubes we keep hearing on your phone yeah the shaker you gotta have the shaker going though. no no I put the yeah, roll yeah, off so button. right now it's an IV drip <laughs> <laughs> I have the roll-off button, so you can't hear it. <laughs> okay, go back to your distinguished professorship. Yes, well, no, okay, so the, the business school at Catholic University just raised oh, a lot of money. Cool. Uh, it's a relatively new school, uh, yeah. new leadership, and they're yeah. trying to essentially address this question, which yeah. is, you know, is business, business a, a, a means for doing good in the world, not just okay. for doing well in the world, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. For accomplishing good <laughs> yeah. Good. Outcomes. Most people would be satisfied with the latter, though. Well, no, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, really? we, we as humans, oh. as a species, aspire to goodness, to, to well, the good, right? After, that was Plato, after, right? But all, we aspire to goodness after after wellness. After well, well, wellness in the sense of yeah, oh. achieving well, Maslow's hierarchy, right? I mean, we, oh. we've got security, Mark we've got we've got food, we've got shelter, oh, that thing, yeah. right? And now it's like, okay, now what? Now you got to have fancy clothes, well, fancier clothes. clothes and Ferraris <laughs> and yeah, helicopters, right? So Mark's got his Tesla. Let me, let me interject, which is sort of what we do to each other. That's exactly I, right. I, I wonder about the, and, and I'm, I'm saying this gently and, and respectfully. I doubt uh, it. The notion that a, a religious-based uh, university would have uh, a business school uh, is interesting to me. Uh, I, I mean, I can think of, obviously, the, the four, three or four major religions. But, you know, I'm thinking of, like, well, thank you, David. Uh, you know, like Liberty University, just as another example. Sure. I mean, do, do you end up with an ideological... 66 degrees and 5 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, do you have an ideological business degree? Is your MBA sort of based on following a particular religious practice? Well, the outcome of this group, I, I can't speak for Liberty or some of the other um, you know, religious schools that have business programs, but, but what's going on, at, you know, BC has a business school, Boston College, uh, you know, Georgetown, obviously. What was my uh, Notre Dame. He lost me. What was his, his question point? was, is there a, do you get, you get uh, a, um, a di different kind of outcomes oh. that are maybe suboptimal from a business standpoint? I'm, I'm oh, putting really? words in your mouth, Mark. Am I reading you correctly? Like, and are you, are you creating... Yeah, 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 I mean, like, I'll use... I, uh, you know, Yeshiva University. Sure. Would I want to go get an MBA from Yeshiva University? 
and, and what would be different than the, in the knowledge that I get from there versus I think yes. you know, Harvard should Business it? School? It should be different. Oh, I'll, tell you why it's, I'll tell you why it's the better. The Talmud versus the New Testament. Right. Oh, I love yeah. the Talmud. Yeah. So I think the, the answer optimally, right, If in, in a perfect, in a world of, you know, where, where people are able to achieve their goals, the goal of a, of certainly of CUA's business school is to create fully formed humans that succeed in business as opposed to business people who may or may not have been taught what the good is or how to have um, a, a full life in the sense of, and as, a, as an actual problem within the problem set of building a business, you know, living and, and living a productive, successful life. Was that the correct answer, Mark? I don't know if it was correct, but it was valid because it came from him. No, it's an, it's an integrative life as opposed to an integrated life as opposed yeah, yeah, to a okay. um, kind of a, a siloed existence. So it's like yeah. a, it's secular versus uh, informed by a religious practice. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, there are secular, I have, I have many, I have atheists that are business partners and I have, you know, plenty of folks that I, I mean, I work in Cambridge at Kendall Square. There's plenty of agnostic and, and atheistic type folks around, but I don't necessarily think that that, eliminate, that limits their ability to achieve virtue. Right. It's just that, you know, if the religious people that I know are seeking virtue uh, and, and are kind of on, an, on a, well, what, as what, an integrative answer to in, in every in every um, every idea and every question to pick on Plato because he can't defend himself. What sort of school would Plato and his ilk have? What sort of business school would they have run? How would they have handled that integrative aspect? I think that's we'll see. That's the right question. And I, the answer is they'd want to answer not just the finance question. Right. You know, like what's the priority is the priority, you know, uh, you know, returns to investors. Yeah, correct. I mean, no, the answer that is not the only prime priority you have right. multiple yeah. constituents and they all are equal because humans are all equal yeah so are some more equal than others well depending on the time of day sure well don't ask the president right well if again if you have if you have if you're not making money then making money is a priority because then you're not sustainable running a sustainable business but once you've achieved that then what's your next you know sustainable thing you have you have to pay your people do buddhists well. make good entrepreneurs to who buddhists, buddhists. probably probably yeah. yeah i mean they, they well right. as long as they're, they're hustling they tend right. to be contemplative a little bit, which is at some point you got to lean in and make you know Arab you know make mistakes by by running these experiments. We were talking about. But the sound about. of one hand clapping, you know, it's or so I want that's to go, an app. That should definitely be an app. So wait a minute. So go back to go back to teaching on go back to teaching entrepreneurship yes, versus teaching um, teaching basic science. Sure. And well, has that been a mistake or a good thing for this country? Because I think there's too much teaching of entrepreneurship. We should we need some. But don't we still need to come up with something I think that... It's definitely both. What we don't need yet another Which creation Facebook. theory are you working no. off of? <laughs> what we need is biologists who know how to start companies. Yes. So how so do you, you need, fix that? We so need you to have fix to do both problem. at the same time. You and need to teach the entrepreneurial mindset to right. scientists. And you also have to teach ethics to scientists. I mean, we like I think the the science the ethics of CRISPR have yet to be really understood. Why do you need to teach the entrepreneurship uh, the entrepreneurship mindset? Why do you need to teach that at all? Um, because why is that valuable Because to problems a are best solved at scale today through a business. I mean, government doesn't do a very good job of solving problems. They're, they're well, good at crisis management. We never would have gone to the moon, and that, I, I'm assuming we never would have gone to the moon, because that would have taken such a long-term view that you never, wouldn't have gotten there. The thing about going to the moon, in my opinion, is, by the way, phenomenal metaphor. Hold on, Mark's got it. Mark, can you give us moon your shot. moon thing? The, uh, the uh, Ethel well, and the moon. I have the wrong, the wrong sticky notes here. Oh, he has he has his quote he's, from. He's uh, singing Moon River. No, 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 uh, no, not Kennedy. No, um, um, because uh, it's, it's not Rodney Dangerfield. Um, <laughs> take it to the moon. What is that, Mark? 
to the moon, Alice. Oh, that's, that's not Dangerfield. That's who's uh, that? Um, that's uh, from the fifties. Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Okay, well, so how go about back. Pink Floyd from the Honey Mooners? Exactly. To the moon, Alice. So, uh, <laughs> so go back to. Um, so we wouldn't have gotten to the moon in the sixties. But but literally or took every 69. smart person in America working for NASA for that to occur. Yeah. I mean, we could get to Mars today if every smart, all the geniuses well, of the country going on worked for so NASA for ten years. Yeah. That would be a possibility. Okay, but we, currently but we have, we have fifty other things. That agreed, they, but we wouldn't do it if we were focused on entrepreneurship, would we? We wouldn't go. So to does the moon. it isn't basically I mean, we would go to the moon if there was something on the moon worth getting my besides just the moon. No, being, no, no, being no, there no. As a, as a vacation I, I don't know what's there. Minerals, all kinds of things could be there. Having sure. grown up in the nineties, uh, maybe the eighties or seventies or sixties, yeah. My understanding is that basic science often leads and should lead. And so we need more basic science education. So would you dispute that? So what, my answer to everything is it's a both and. A both and. One of the challenges oh in, in, in all of our debates as a country, a lot of them at least, is that we're a, we're a two-party yeah. country, which is better than the multi-party because yeah. it's less chaotic. It's like the multiverse. Right. But it's also challenging because it means you've got to pick one or the other. So yeah. you're always voting yes oh. or no. You're voting, you know, good guy or bad guy. You're always, you have to, you know, you're, so you're framing a question. We don't get is a science better than entrepreneurship? Yeah. Or is entrepreneurship better than science? Of course, the answer is neither is better. Right. Both in, a, in an integrative way is better. Right. You know, one without the other is useless. I mean, they're, they're oh, I know. Okay. meaningless. So maybe I don't dispute that. I just, I, I just it's the it's weight. It's emphasis. It's the weight, the weight, it, the emphasis. So, yes. yeah, I think, yes. and I, I do think that there is a, a goal of elevating both sides of that argument. So, in other words, we need everyone to be better at everything. Like we have right now 7 million software jobs open right. and we've got 7 million jobless homeless, homeless people. Yep, yep. We can't train the homeless people to be software engineers. But It'd be difficult. We, that, I mean, meaning like it seems like that's a perfect fit. 7 million, 7 million humans, yeah. right? But that obviously is not the answer. So what we need is the homeless guy to move to level up to the job in the factory, the factory worker to level up to the job on the trucks, the truck driver to level up to the job, you know, at the, yes. the, you know and, and moving and everyone getting education and experience, and and frankly, an entrepreneurial you know zest for change and, and attempt to with artificial get intelligence. Why will we even need software engineers? Oh God, we need way more, because we'll have way more information that needs to be managed. But everything can be solved. No, <laughs> that is a massive, yet. massive not misunderstanding yet. of what yeah, artificial not, intelligence does, and not even not yet. Kurzweil says. Kurzweil says we will all have nothing to do by 2030 <laughs> because Kurzweil is a genius and he's wrong. Oh, hold so, on, Mark. Mark's that's gonna, both, Mark, both of those to, things can be true. I want to hear hand for you, Mark. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I want to interject one thing. So you talk about uh, software engineers and homelessness and all that. And okay, one the, thing's done. What? Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. Go ahead. Interestingly, on a recent trip to the Santa Clara, San Jose area, Ooh. I noticed that a large Ooh. number of software engineers were homeless. Right. So, that's because true, they I can't, they literally, even though they're paid they quite aggressively, most of them, many of them, not most, a good number are actually living in trailers and in, in their cars just to be able to work in Silicon Valley. So I heard of a guy, that, I'm interested story, I heard of a guy who rented a, uh, um, either a van or a truck, put a bed in there, he got a job at Google, he had you know, $150,000 worth of debt. Yeah. And he got a job at Google, and they had you know, there's a gym, there's free food. Oh, that's true. So right, he could, right, so he right, slept right. in his truck at night. He worked. He'd be parked it in the Google parking lot. Yep. Overnight, yep. Oh, he lived in the truck, yeah, slept in idea. the truck. Yeah, good he idea. He went to work at eight, you know seven o'clock. He went to the and gym, showered, yeah, showered yeah. worked out, yeah. took the gym, had, had lunch, had dinner, worked until ten, went went to bed for a year, paid off his his that's debt in idea. like two years. That's a great idea. It, well, yeah, I mean, you, it's you an idea. You literally see these these. 
vans and campers and small campers. Yes. You know, scattered around right near the Google campus and throughout Santa Clara. It's kind of nuts. Apparently, there's also some sort of surfer uh, community uh, yeah. uh, thing that if you say you're a surfer and you're camping out, it's considered legal. So, because it's California, probably never seen the beach all by a surfboard and put it up on their sure. camper. And I'm not Nick used to up. surf. And if you don't have a wetsuit, you're definitely not talking because that's it's too darn cold out there yeah, for sure. Make I, you know, the, the real challenge there, in my opinion, as a as a kind of a libertarian Republican type guy, is that there's too much regulation. I mean, there would be way more housing out there if you go oh. out there. There are no houses. But they'd all they'd and they're all, all one story ranches. Yeah, but they would I mean, be knocked if there were too many houses. They would get knocked out by the mudslides, right? And then we no, we end up paying no. for them. No, that's silly. They would be way more, way more, you know, thousand square foot apartments. That's the first time anybody's ever called you silly. There would be, there would be. That's the first time. How is that possible? First time. First time in an hour. Minutes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, Mark, I I, I empathize with your no, point. No, he's exactly right. You I, know, we yeah. are being killed. I mean, first of all, there's no growthers oh, in the no. planning departments. Yeah. They don't want to see, you know, close the door right after me, not in my backyard. Right. And those people put all kinds of hurdles in the way of developers. Developers will would build rampantly and ridiculously oh, so much if they end. were left to if they were left to their own devices. But the restrictions are so severe and the timings are so crazy. Yeah. And uh, you know, to do something in California it's just crazy. Do you think we should put the same restrictions on a certain developer who's now the president? How's that? We are not. We are not talking about. Uh, <laughs> Mark, politics. did that count as politics? No more politics? We did talk about religion briefly, but we are going to avoid politics. So, completely. so, like so, that. going back. So, yes, I want to. I do want to address uh, in a, a quick quip. I guess it would be the comment about. I think that I think that the focus on um, entrepreneurship in the schools yes. is capitalizing. Ha! No pun intended. Um, is capitalizing on everybody's desire to have their kids not do good but do well. I think that's partially true. I do. I do think that there's a an aspirational component to being an entrepreneur, where you can actually. It's, there's a lifestyle component. There's a. Uh, you know, I mean, it's. I'm an entrepreneur. I can tell you, it's a great life. I mean, it's. It's a. It's a risky life in the sense that there's risk in everything, and I think it's also. I think misunderstood how but much that's, risk. That, that's your perspective, looking inside out. I think most people, Fair when enough. they think about sending their kids to school, are looking from the outside in, which is, I want to do my kid to do well. Yes. And I'll argue that the kid who goes and studies, whether it's English or history or acting philosophy. Or, or, or philosophy or, God, or science God forbid, philosophy. or basic science is sure. probably arguably doing good as a means to do both good for the country and eventually hopefully do well. So I still would argue there's too much of that and you're not. You're so not would, you can also think about, you know, I, I would argue there's two things that we need to teach high school kids. One is this entrepreneurial mindset because it gets them, because it teaches them about the free market. And we we are a free market. We have thrived. But as why a does society it, Why do we need to teach people that? Because it's not obvious. If, you, if your dad doesn't, obvious? because if your dad doesn't have a store yeah. or a small business, you don't know what it is to make payroll. Do you need to know that? Do you do if you're going to start a company? But the, you, know, you only need to know it then, and you'll be self-selected. All the net new wealth is created by net new jobs and net new companies. So if we're going to create an economic growth opportunity, we need net I'll new companies. I'll argue that we're going to run out of things, that we, unless we we're want out of 16 problems. Facebooks. We're no, running out of problems we're not going to, to no, no, we're going to run out of solutions if all we have are another 16 Facebooks. Well, who's arguing for more Facebooks? Well, because I feel like if we don't teach basic science, we're going to run out of things to base the companies I, on. I'm a thousand percent in agreement that we need more everything. 
Oh, more basic a thousand science, which is part of the anything. digital part of exactly. See what I did there? That's bad math. So the other thing we have to learn yeah. is statistics. Yeah, kids, kids, kids don't know statistics. Yeah. Kids, we don't well, understand. Well, that's I'll argue basic science. It is, yeah. and it's probably the one that's most undertaught and most yes. in need of being. Uh, totally agree. I mean, if we're going to teach, yeah. we teach physics in high yeah. school. Right. Way less important to understand statistics than sti- relative to statistics. I didn't do well in statistics, but class. physics is probably easier to understand than statistics. Well, you could you can model it. You could yeah, see. Yeah, they it. could. That's right. where you to put your coursework to prove, hey, we can teach a high school kids statistics. Yeah, you and know, it's funny, you I, that, I was talking with Nassim Taleb. Nassim ooh. Taleb is a brilliant author. Yes, he's the one who wrote about the black oh, swan. That's right. He oh, wrote really? Black swan. He ah. wrote a book called Anti-Fragile. Mark knew that. I did He didn't. wrote a book, recent book is called Skin in the Game. Wonderful. Oh, okay. He's a brilliant thinker. Yeah. Uh, and his, his... Not at Paris level. No, he's 10 times smart. But you know him? You met him? You'd speak with him? I had yeah. dinner with him a couple weeks ago. All right. Wonderful. Yeah, Great. unbelievable. Pear's not going to send another guest if you do that. Oh, the guy was stupendous. And he's, okay. his, his brain, this guy was, is, I mean, I've read all his books. I, I understand about uh, 10% of it, but it's okay. an amazingly smart guy. And his, you know, he, he made the point that, you know, he wants to teach I'm a statistics. duck hunter. Black swans are not good. Oh, really? No. Oh. No, not good. Oh, really? And oh. rare. Oh, okay. There we go. Keep going. So in any case, his, his argument was that we should, we need to, everyone needs to, Learn, under, learn understand statistics better yeah I mean, for example that'll eliminate the uh, the need for people to buy uh, lottery tickets which is, I think is one of the great injustices in our in oh, our you think? system oh my god it's really? it's a it's a you tax can't on, win if you don't play it's a tax know? on That's people it that are bad at math it's I, one of the worst if we're gonna if we're gonna tax poor people tax them to their face but don't, if don't, I don't could just win tickets. the lottery tonight I'd be all set exactly yeah, right That's and all it's, this is and as, as a as a successful person in this yeah. in this state yeah. in this country it's it's an abomination that we tax Why? poor people. Isn't it it teaches all the wrong things. No, no, you, you it guys, doesn't even teach. It just it just manipulates yes, it minds. Wrong, isn't well, it? I mean, it's, it's saying there's a way to get rich without right. doing anything. Thank you. No, that's yeah. right. It does. Yeah. It teach. It quote unquote sells that. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it teaches it. I see that as the same. It's just entertainment. It's the I can go to the movies tonight, or I can spend a dollar, and I can spend the night dreaming about what I would do with a billion dollars. Uh, if it were only entertainment, that would yeah. be fine. Yeah, it is. But what we're doing is we're selling hope. We're going to have that are kind of hopeless. We're going to have. They don't have. And they don't have five hundred dollars in the bank but we're giving we're, we're taking 500 bucks from them every year as a way of selling them hope but it didn't wasn't a whole presidential campaign run on hope and it worked pretty well yeah it was, Ooh, it was I got <laughs> <laughs> okay so i have Fair a question enough. mark can yeah. you, or actually it's a little bit of a yeah, bob can you summarize the last we're coming up on because all that in the in the end matters that yeah. we fill an hour of course right? I, and then we get we could, kill, we could go on <laughs> we could go on and say nothing can you yeah. summarize what we oh mark's gonna weigh in go ahead and weigh in mark i'm gonna weigh really in talk. i'm not gonna panalyze i'm gonna weigh in Panalyzing from a new the word. perspective Plato of, used uh, of, a, of an esteemed board member of the MIT Enterprise Forum, <laughs> chairman of the MIT Connected Things Group. I don't know uh, how he always works that into the uh, know, Disney. It's always yeah. in these podcasts. March 24th, 2020. Always pitching. Hot new program at the MIT Media Lab, just saying. You let him do this. We charge him, actually. That's he good. funds all the equipment. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, wow. Exactly. But um, I don't know what you just said, but I'm, I'll just say yes. <laughs> I think... I think we had a very uh, interesting, didactic, dialectical conversation that did not incorporate failure did you, enough. Did you run out of sticky notes or what? I, I, I actually <laughs> just kind of crumpled them up and wadded them up and, and threw them away. Does that, does that, but say, does what you just said, does that make this podcast a failure? In which yes, case, that it's was a the success. point I was driving to is that we have succeeded in failing because we forgot to talk about failure. Perfect. That's a failure. Can Fantastic. We it, can we call it a wrap? We can call it a wrap. I think it's been the best podcast ever. Thank you, Bob. Best best podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.